What is up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Parenting. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. And we are hanging out uh, back in the studio again, and we didn't have to wait that long to get her back. You guys asked for it. I sound like I'm introducing a band right now. <laughs> I love it. Are you ready or to Beyonce. rock? I just told you that I need a theme song. There you go. I know. I should give you one. All right, I can give you one right Work now. One Welcome. I'm not coming back. Welcome. <laughs> I wish I could do a drum beat. Welcome, <laughs> Dr. Suzanne to Rad Parenting. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's great good. to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me back. You know, uh, I think last time you were here, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about coming back from vacation. And yeah. A- and after the show, you and I were outside and you were getting ready to split and we were in the parking lot. And then you mentioned, and I and I was like, I got to remind, remind myself to ask you, your son getting ready to go away to college. Yes. Has yes. he already bailed? No, no, I am taking him in like four days. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How's that feel? Oh my gosh, we totally have to do a show and we could have you back for this as a parent instead oh, yeah. of as a doctor yeah, on yeah, yeah. like, you know, our kids going off to college, not even the college decision making, but the like, this is your firstborn. Oh, oh my God, it's leaving huge. the nest. I, it's everything. It's everything. Okay. All of can, I, can I ask the question? I think about it all the time with my own son and daughter. They're yeah. getting, you know, my daughter, she's a sophomore in high school. She's already talking about colleges. My son, obviously a little bit younger, but I, you know, we're in the house together with just all of us are just grooving. We're yeah. on such a, a, yeah. a great vibe. And, you know, I spend time in all their rooms and we're all hanging out together. And then I think about them going off to college. And obviously, Anae and I talk about how that's that's your gig. You you want them to have exactly. that. Yes. that I'm going away, it's bittersweet. mom. bittersweet. It's bittersweet because I do feel proud of him and I feel like, is he going uh, out of state? Is yeah, he, he's okay. going up to Portland, Oregon. He's going to be at Lewis and Clark College, which is a really wonderful place for him and a great, great city and a beautiful forest and it's liberal arts and blah, blah, blah. I totally see And him I feel there. like they get him. <laughs> so I, I don't want to say <laughs> which is too a thing, much. Which is a yeah. thing. But, <laughs> and it's great. No, yeah. no, and I love So Portland. I'm really excited. So I feel like, okay, you know what? I, I, I did my job so far, but it's, you know, really weird and sad. I mean... Oh my God, he's my little munchkin, and he's leaving my house. It's and so just, weird. I know when my when my daughter went off, and we, let's not get because this truly should be another show. But when my daughter went off to college, it was this whole like, but she's not going to be part of my day to day reality yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and then there's a bit, little bit of well, the but fear then factor. they do all those things that make you want them to leave. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Exactly. Like, what are some things you're not going to miss? Let's throw it out there. Hit the smell. <laughs> okay. The stuff all over the floor. The like, what all came, over the floor? Just stuff. Just stuff. stuff. <laughs> like just I. I just don't even, I don't even, like, so this morning I came out and there's a little, uh, his sister and him share like a little area of the house and they have their own bathroom. Not that she uses it because it's so gross. She uses my bathroom. So that's my partner. Uh, Anyways, there was like a pile of Kleenex and I was like, I really kind of don't want to know what that is, but I was like, uh, Jaron, what is, he's like, there was a spider. So he required, you know, like a half a box of clean. He has a big spider phobia. Yeah. So it, it required a lot of Kleenex to kill that spider. And then it just left there, just there. Cause that's what you do. You kill the spider bail. I love it. <laughs> Whoever's moving in with him up there in Portland is going to be like, what's with the Kleenex dude? <laughs> He's going to be like spiders. Because there are going to be a lot of spiders and yeah. thinking in the forest. Well, you know, one, of the, one of the things that I the, – <laughs> the best part about having you on the show, uh, besides we always learn something, we had you on uh, to talk about Zika a few weeks ago. Got a lot of emails about that. And um, we always come in here and we, we always start the show with one – idea and then in the beginning yeah, we start talking about another but, but I, had next you, I had <laughs> to ask you ourselves. About, I had to ask you about you know what that must feel like because I know a lot of our listeners some of them do have kids that are getting ready to move out and then some of them are just beginning the journey with like I could never imagine them not being here yeah so I had to ask yeah, you about that yeah that's yeah. exciting yeah, exciting it is it is, it is. exciting all right um we're going to dive into today's show uh this is topic 
that Anea brought up to me. And as our tagline is for Rad Parenting, she's the expert and I'm not. It, it fits because she told me about a term. <laughs> I love how you're just laughing at me. With you. You know what the best thing, just sidebar really quick, I was reading some of the, um, and I got to thank everyone right now, and I mean this, and I know I speak for Anea, the reviews that we get on iTunes, keep them coming because it oh. gets more people into the show. But I was reading some of the reviews, and my wife and I were going over them. She's like, Joe, these reviews are so great. And I'm like, really? And she's reading one. And one of them on there was like, seriously, like, I love Anea and all of her expert information, and she does this and she does that. And I love how Joe is just trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of them are like, I feel sorry for the little Italian man who... But it's true, though. Oh, my it's God. It's true. But I wanted to thank everyone for those reviews. They've been amazing. Okay, so... And it's like double, we get a double blessing, if you will, that when we have Dr. Suzanne, because Suzanne's expertise is in a whole other area than mine, and it's just such a beautiful thing to have. Well, I'm in the room with two experts. That's what I'm going to say. And and we love being in the room with you, Joe. Thank you. Oh, Thank come you. on. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. With that said, this term, Anea told me about, and you actually quoted, it saved my life. It did save my life. Fourth, Fourth trimester. trimester. Let me yes. say it one more time. Fourth trimester. And this goes out right now, this show, giving a shout out to all my uh, parents that are about to have their first child, uh, thinking about having a baby. And also, because after you told me about what fourth trimester theory was, for the parents right now, your child crying, you're like, what did I get myself into? The nursing, the craziness. I didn't know what, are you ever going to sleep, little person? You're here for the whole ride. You're not leaving. That was something Mm, I said about my daughter. Wow. After like six weeks, I was like, when does she move out? (laughs) Like you're you're not visiting. Like that was something I go, wow. And I remember it changed my whole theory on parenting. I'm like, I got to slow down. Like I was running it like a race. Like those guys in the Olympics, like I'm going to finish. So when you said fourth trimester, this really is to all the people having children about to, uh, this is all the children that are already there and you're starting your journey because you said this term saved your life. It did. Go. It did. So, and it was interesting because I was almost like a first time parent because it had been 12 years, right? Since I'd had my previous baby. And let me tell you on a daily basis, I was like, what was I thinking doing this again? And um, then this fourth trimester term, which probably came from you, Dr. Suzanne, and probably, you probably introduced because it would not have have even been on my, on my radar. And then I got the, uh, somebody gave me the, Happiest Baby on the Block right. uh, DVD, which I highly recommend. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Because you're feeling when you're a new parent between the lack of sleep, your hormones going crazy, this new little person that you're like, oh wow, I didn't have control during my pregnancy. Right. Now I really don't have control. Right. Um, it, it just was, I was so frantic and so overwhelmed. And, and when I had a, a, a name for it and an, an understanding of what was very likely going on with her in those first three months of her life, it just gave me a sense of like, okay, so A, this is going to have like, a, it's going to have an expiration. Like it's right. not going to go on forever right. um, and maybe we should do you want to talk about what let's identify what fourth trimester yeah, is first of all right now I know someone's like fourth trimester well so this is referring to the fact that the pregnancy itself is considered to have three trimesters um, and that is you know it's a fiction in a lot of ways but we're just dividing the pregnancy up into thirds and there are sort of things that happen developmentally in those thirds of the pregnancy the fourth trimester is the idea that in the first you know three months after birth it's really as if you're still pregnant. It's just that the baby's outside of you now. So, so the the deal is that, um, and you really were giving quite the good summary. The science is I'm happy is, to help. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for helping <laughs> because I'm not a pediatrician, but um, I've been a parent and I am a parent, and I've 
been uh, involved in, I don't, my God, I've lost count, more than a thousand births at this point. That's insane. Um, and, you know, what I see is people coming back to me postpartum and just a wreck, mm-hmm. <laughs> a total wreck, exhausted. And I think just sort of, uh, demoralized you know they're just they're just like what am i doing wrong mm-hmm. why is this baby just a mess and why am i a mess and how am i supposed to take care of this baby when this baby is a mess and right. i'm a mess what you know? made and me think i could be a, a mess. parent clearly i can't be a parent i really messes with you but the truth is that the baby is still in this you know post-development phase where it really needs to be almost as if it were still inside. And so the the idea with the fourth trimester, and, and we have to shout out to Dr. Harvey Karp, who wrote this great mm-hmm. book, um, and popular. I don't know that he coined the term, but he definitely popularized it. Uh, the idea is that it gives you permission because the baby wasn't, the baby needs to come out because basically it has to fit. Right. That's essentially it physiologically, it has to fit through your body. Right. So in order to fit through your body, it's coming out maybe a little earlier than it would have wanted to come out in terms of development. And, you know, it's still maturing quite a bit. And that's where you get the crying. That's why is it crying? And, you know, the, the feeding constantly and the not sleeping and all that stuff. You know, some babies do are like such easy, great babies. They're definitely in the minority. But the baby still kind of wants to be inside. And so if you can recreate some of the features of being inside the womb, you're going to do a lot better. I think the truth is this. I, I want to be very careful. It's not a magic bullet. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing that and it's still not, quote, working, I mean, you got to give yourself a break about that, too. The reality more in my mind is just understand this baby is trying to figure it out, trying to develop. You are, too. And it's okay. It's not these things aren't happening that feel negative and difficult because you did something wrong. It's kind of a life lesson, like shit happens, things are difficult, and you didn't do anything wrong sometimes, and you just have to figure out how to cope with it. So the fourth trimester tends to deal more with like the pediatric aspects, right. but I wanted us to talk a little bit about the parenting aspects. Yes. So how do you cope with that? Right. Before you go into that, like when you everything you just said made so much sense, what you're basically saying, just so I can understand yeah. this in my brain, yeah. basically... The baby has been developed in this amazing atmosphere. Yummy, watery, floaty, warm. Ah, oh, I yes. love it. I want to go there right now. No, exactly. I, I Who go. doesn't? That's why we have hot tubs. Exactly. Right. So what you're saying, so the analogy that I, so you're in there, the baby's chilling, everything's awesome. Uh, it has to come out and enter the world right. because of a size. And That's right. So the, it's he- its head. Stop me if I'm—if I'm incorrect. The, the max size-ish of a baby's head is 11 centimeters. That's okay. when it's like fully developed in in the womb. It could develop more, but your the max size for a cervix is 10 centimeters. That's fully dilated. dilated. So that has to be relatively close. If the baby continued to develop, its head would too be, be too big to fit out the birth canal. We're Got not going to always just right. Do and, you're, and the pelvis. I mean, the pelvic right. bones do open up a little bit during a pregnancy, but they're only going to open up so far. So does this make sense that when I because I, I just right when you guys were saying that I mean this that, is insane. By this the way. whole this yeah. <laughs> I'm this, just thinking about it. I'm like wow. Yeah, yeah. I always say that the fact that we make people yes. is just. That, no, dude, I do this all day, every day, and I'm I'm still like, in what awe. the hell? I can't yeah. even believe <laughs> it's amazing. It. And yeah. when you said that yeah. you've delivered a thousand babies, yeah, I, I don't count. I, but when, I, I I've seen cities when I'm driving, like like the the like, town is less than yeah. That. yeah. Like there's a city <laughs> named Smelt out there that I drove through, and it says like population five. Like you've you've all the people said, let's get I'm part together. Of the problem, not and the solution. Meet, <laughs> <laughs> let's go say hi to Dr. Susanna. Thousand people would That'd roll. That'd be awesome. In. Yeah, it'd probably well, overwhelm me. I got I got maybe don't do uh, that. So the thing I was gonna say is. Does it make sense that when my daughter was born, she came out and I always joke around 
that she was pissed. Uh, she, she had this little look yeah, on her face. Yeah, and yes. I always say to my, I say to my wife, I go, I go, you got to remember, man, she was angry when she came out. And you, oh, was she? And I remember holding her and she just looked up at me like, just gave me that like, look. Dude, why what did you is up? pull me out of this it's wonderful. It's bright. It's yeah. freaking cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that, what you're saying. It's weird. Okay. That makes so much sense. Okay. Continue uh, with and, what you And just, just the other thing. And I noticed this about myself the other day, which is really strange, is my, my little one was playing the Sims game. And there's this thing where you can like make more babies. Like you can just be like, you know, two people show that they like each other and you can be like more babies or you know, whatever. And so I could hear this baby crying in the living room. It's been almost eight years since I had a baby. Oh God, really? And yeah, and I could feel my, like, I yeah, felt like yeah. I've got to help. I've got to make that baby stop yeah, crying. Not yeah. like in an annoying, like, oh my God, make that kid stop. Yeah. But in this, like, and so that is a powerful for, for new moms out there, or, you know, women about to be moms, that feeling of like, this baby is crying and I need to do something to yeah. get him or her to stop, not as an annoyance, but as a, well, you feel helpless. Yes. Feel and helpless. so that's why I think this is so powerful because that's one of the what that's one of the things that happens is when babies are like, what am I doing out here? It was so nice in there. There's lots of crying. There's mm-hmm. lots of showing of I'm I'm not super happy or comfortable right well, now. Well, and I think that's also kind of interesting too. I mean, I don't know that we know how they feel. In fact, I know that we don't know how they mm-hmm. feel because they can't tell us how they feel. And once you get to a certain age where you have learned to express emotions non-verbally by watching other people do so and having those feelings assigned, mm-hmm. that's different. So when a when a newborn cries, it's really, really hard for us to not respond with our own identification uh. of what that means, which may not have any feeling behind it whatsoever. It may be l- neurologic discharge. I mean, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's easy. Neurological to- discharge. discharge. Great band name. Wow. <laughs> Great band name. <laughs> we have another. They're writing my theme song. I love it. I love it. Neurological discharge. Yeah, just, okay. You know, so, which, which, and I, I'm not, again, I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a pediatrician, but that's just my, like, I, that's what I think. Right. Because, and I was influenced heavily when my, um, um, when my daughter was born, which is sadly my second child. I mean, it's not that sad that she's my second child, but the point is I m- didn't get any of this information with my first. So that was hard. Got it. But um, this great book called Happy Child Healthy Sleep Habits by mm-hmm. Mark Weisbluth, and he talks a lot about the neurology of the early newborn period and how a baby is not able to learn or be trained mm-hmm. for like the first, you know, 13 to 16 weeks, which is where, and this is controversial and I don't want to necessarily get into all this, but this idea about sleep training, which is super controversial. Mm. But the idea is that if you were inclined to want to sleep train, you can't until they're a more certain, than three months. Yeah, exactly. They can't, they are not, their brains aren't organized. I think four months is organized. the earliest time. Their brains are not organized yeah. to do it. So again, you have to learn how to tolerate your own feelings, because mm-hmm. really what you're tolerating is your own feelings. Um, it, that's pretty hard to do when you're in good shape, mm-hmm. and you've been sleeping, and you've been mm-hmm. meditating, and doing self-care. Right. This is a, this is a lifelong uh, journey for myself. Okay, I'm going to speak for myself. So when you just had a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and that might have been like physically, you know, and psychologically uh, exhausting, if not traumatizing, because mm-hmm. some people do have traumatic births. Um, and you haven't slept, and your boobs hurt, and your nipples hurt, and your partner's doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. And now you're supposed to deal with the feelings. Oh, my, that's a lot to ask of a person. So I do think having a name for it and having a structure to it does take some pressure off, hopefully. The other thing that I think I really would like to see more of, and, you know, I, so I have training in Ayurveda, which is Indian medicine, and it's a holistic, traditional medical system that developed five or 6,000 years ago. And 
really all traditional cultures have a period of confinement after birth, which is usually about six weeks, where the mom and the baby are really just concentrated on and cared for by the community. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, it would be women coming into the house, preparing special foods. Uh, In Ayurveda, in in the Indian world, um, there's belly binding and special massages with oils and body treatments. I mean, you're really, really cared for and nourished at a very deep and also very concrete level. And the idea is that for in order for you to heal and take care of this human, you must be cared for yourself. And that actually you shouldn't even be expected to be doing it all Love by it. yourself. That we are communal beings and we need to take care of each other because there are times when we cannot take care of ourselves and mm-hmm. we need to know that. We don't really do that oh, here. Oh man, can I say something right now? Yeah. Right now when you're describing that, that the look you guys saw on my face, yeah. I want to call Karen right now and apologize. Just, yeah. Oh my gosh, that didn't take place at our house well, at all. It was but like you were a doing mi- the best you can. No, but and it she was, was like probably a- running around trying to be super mom. No, it was just a million relatives in oh, her yeah, face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and everyone yeah, touched yeah. her. And then yeah. I went out drinking with my mom one night to celebrate. We had a, our first kid and I came back. Joseph. With, yeah. My mom <laughs> so, and I went my mom and I went out. I remember I'll never forget. I left my, my wife still brings up left. My mom came to visit. And this is this is how it worked. Wow. My mom and I we, we all hung out with the baby and then she said, Let's go get a drink to celebrate. Left left Karen to with take the care of the baby because that's what you're going to do Joseph, and we went down drinking came hear. back came back you know three sheets to the wind and then what's up woke her up let's see the baby again oh my gosh I'm we, checking in with Karen later to make there sure was that no you massages. actually do go home I'm going to go home with oils okay, tonight okay so yes. and just on that note because this is, is so going to bring it back Suzanne to like the, the your your uh, approach with this in terms of focusing on taking care of the, the parent and the mother yeah. as is it goes a step further it's not just about like in our day to day and you know relatives coming over and wanting to see and all of that how about just we live in a society that pressures women from like almost the moment the baby's out to how are you going to get your pre-baby body back? Right. And look how so-and-so right. did it. Oh my gosh. Right. Like a, any woman, how about I just grew a whole other human being and gave birth, which yeah. th- what you're describing sounds much more in line with a culture that really has a, a respect and a reverence and an appreciation for this, uh, the amazing female body oh, yeah. and the fact yeah. that we do bring new life into mm-hmm. the world and that needs to to be cared for mm-hmm. um, both the baby and the woman as the vessel for this new human being. Right. So okay. So 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 carry on. So this is in cultures where. Yeah. Well, I remember. You know, I trained at County USC Hospital, so my primary patient base there were Latinos, mm-hmm. uh, Latinas, and um, you know, from all over Mexico and Central America. And so I was first exposed to this idea of the Corrente Diaz, forty days. Mm. And I don't know that much about the specifics, but it's a similar thing. You go home, the women in your community, your family take care of you, they cook for you, they they do stuff for you, they help you care for the baby, they help you care for you. I mean, this is not, I think probably any culture has something, I, I think I talked about it in here because I, one of the first times I was here, there was, I had just come from visiting a patient of mine. Oh, yes. Who's Armenian. Yes. And she really wanted to leave the hospital and go home because in the hospital, everybody had access to her, but at home, nobody was allowed to come see her except like her mom and her sister nice. were going to take care of her. I remember that's exactly what so, it was. So, I mean, you could go on and on and on, and I, I'm sure many of your listeners may have know about this from, from you know, family lore or whatever. This is just a thing that we used to do that we just don't do anymore, and um, I would love to see that come back more. I, You know, it's really, really hard because if you're a working woman, and, you know, most of us are, and you have the pressure of having to, you know, get yourself together, get this baby on board and, and you know, get some kind of schedule going and get back to work. Right. It's just like that's your reality. I mean, yeah. I had to go back to work with my first. I was a resident. I was doing my training. 
I had to go back at six weeks. That was brutal. Yeah. It I, was I just, brutal. Yeah, and I, and I, and I just have to say wow. that, like, as a Canadian where we get, like, nine to 12 months of mat leave in the spirit of, like, family values and making sure that a new mother and child are supported. In this country, it is for many women, six weeks max, and you have to go back. Right. So, and then we wonder why we have a lot of postpartum mood disorders, a- anxiety absolutely. and depression. I mean, I remember going to, like, I found some working moms group that, like, on a Saturday morning at the... Um, I don't, oh yeah, the Chapman Family Center in Santa Monica doesn't exist anymore. Judy Chapman was like one of the founders of kind of the doula and all this kind of awesome stuff here in Los Angeles. And I remember going to this group and my son was three weeks old and it was like a mommy baby group. And I just cried. I was so stressed. I was three weeks into my six week maternity leave. I was going back to residency, which is like 80 to 100 hours a week. And I couldn't even, I was so depressed. I was so depressed. So at least I went and got some support. But it was so hard. It was so, so, so hard. And um, and I had a lot of support. You know, my, my ex-husband, the, the father of my children, was an awesome dad and, like, super available, really, really there. It wasn't about that. It was about my I, – I wasn't – I wasn't – I felt cheated before mm-hmm. I was even being cheated. So, yep. you know, I, I think – that's our culture. That's the expectations that we put on ourselves and we put on each other. I think we're talking about it. I don't think the conversation we are having right now is necessarily some major revelation because this this conversation is starting to happen and we need to talk about it more. But yeah, if the if society isn't structured in a way that women can be supported and men can be supported, I don't know how we're going to well, do they're it. They're always talking right. about you know every every so often you you know you hear it. It's a topic all the time of you know men and women and pay. And one of the things that sometimes people will say and it and, and it just trips me out when they say, well, you know, a woman you know she's going to have a baby and she's going to have to take time off to have the baby and that maybe that's a reason why she should make less than a man. I'm like. A woman, because she's going to push a person out, that should be like, oh, you just had a kid? Bonus. You just made a person. Right. You get time yeah. off and you get yeah. some extra cash. That's just something about your resilience, yeah, your strength. That just says, yeah. that yeah. just says, and I think, and I think, Doesn't and I don't know, way. the only thing I can think of is that I just feel in the time and the place and whether it's the world or the energy, it's just, everything is just like, You've delivered, like you said, a thousand people, Plus, and every time uh-huh. you catch a baby, you're you're still amazed by that. I think yeah. it maybe now with the technology, and I click this, and I do that, and and oh, babies, oh, you're pregnant, okay, cool, have that, and then raise her and do this, go back to work. I think we're just spinning so fast yeah. all the time, yeah. and also, let's you know, and this is just me thinking it's the miracle and what the universe gives us when a woman and people make a baby is just yeah. so amazing that yeah. maybe some we just got to st- step back Stop for a and moment. this fourth trimester thing that you're saying it makes so much sense to me yeah. I, I i wish i would have done the show 10 years ago because i can guarantee you everything that you just described for my own for our own first child at home and everything my wife went through i did not know about any of that stuff i so, thought but that's a great i was point, old school like yeah but, we smoked the cigar we have the kid yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, but you, know? so you can anticipate because I also don't want it to be like, oh, we live in a society that's not going to support your fourth trimester. Good luck. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I mean, so you can anticipate. So if you know that you're not going to get the maternity leave that you would like to have in your fantasy mm-hmm. world when you move to Canada mm-hmm. <laughs> or Sweden or whatever, yeah. um, then at least if you know, yes. then you and your partner can plan a little bit and say, okay, so how are we going to deal with the relatives you want to visit? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I always tell my patients, especially if they had like a you know really long labor or they ended up with a C-section or they're just exhausted or I just see it in their face. I tell them while they're in the hospital, okay, 
you guys tell people this is the hour you can come because otherwise people are people don't even necessarily want to come visit in the hospital they feel obligated yes. to and they just kind of stare at you and then you can't fart you can't go to the bathroom you don't want to take your boob out <laughs> whatever it is you feel inhibited <laughs> and you're exhausted and they're just looking at you so you know or you say like hey you know how you can really help me can you go pick up more diapers or could you get some takeout or my laundry's been sitting there so people who are invited into your environment are people who are worker bees and are willing to do so and a lot of people really do want that they need direction but these are things you could be thinking about with your partner while you're in the third trimester. Okay, who are my five go-tos or my two go-tos mm-hmm. and they do my meal, whatever. they yeah. People really want to help, so let them help you. Yes. Like make assignments. Don't expect people to be psychic about this and about your needs. Anticipate what you might need. And then maybe if you even could set up, you know, it could be, I mean, look, if you can afford a postpartum doula who's trained in this stuff and they are like an emerging, uh, this is an emerging thing, awesome, do it. I mean, but that's for a very elite few. That's very expensive. But if you can set aside some money or some time or, I don't know, go to the local massage therapy school and see if like there's a trainee who can come in once a week and do a massage. I'm, I'm just really making this up off the top of my yes. head, to be honest. And the other thing is for the partner because the partner is sort of like, you know, feeling left out, maybe, maybe feeling jealous and feeling guilty that they feel jealous, not knowing what they can do. So get an action plan going. This is so doable. Even if you only have six weeks, Mm -hmm. you will be, if I would have known this and I would have anticipated this, I don't think, I cried every day for a year. I live a mile from the hospital. I cried every day on the way to work. It was so sad. Leaving, leaving your baby. Leaving my baby. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Who's going away to college. Oh my God. (laughs) And when he gets to Portland. I'm like, when is he leaving? And when he gets to Portland, he's going to bring that up. He's gonna, every I, My mom would cry. Remember when? He, no. he just brings up everything I didn't do. Unless he brings up what he did do. But that's another show. So, no, I mean, I wish I would have known this. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, and I was in a supportive partnership at the time. Yep. So these are things you can do. Okay, so so just to be, because I think there's two things I want to make sure we touch on before we go. One, what you're saying is from the parents' perspective, this fourth trimester thing is a thing. Yes. So, so parents can better prepare themselves and have reasonable expectations. Like chances are, although there's a rare few babies that just like sleep like crazy, no big deal, super easy, that's not the norm. Right. The norm is this fourth trimester thing where babies tend to be colicky, where they need certain kinds of soothing that mimic being in the womb, being swaddled potentially, lots of shushing, lots of movement in a swing or being rocked and then, you know, breastfeeding is part of that soothing as well or however you're feeding your baby. Creating that environment of the womb. And so knowing that will help put parents a little bit more at ease and not be like, oh my gosh, we never should have done this. There must be something wrong with us that we're freaking out. And then you're saying, in addition to knowing those things about having a new baby so that you're ready for it, here's some of the ways you can prepare. Create a support system. System, so that you to at a time when you're going to you're not going to be at your best because of lack of sleep and because of this fourth trimester behavior from your baby, you have people that are not that are getting full night's sleep right. um, to be your go to people and and people want to help. Sometimes they just need direction. If you can set them up in advance when you can actually form a sentence, that would be really <laughs> beneficial. Right. And I think speaking for uh, the dads or the partners out there, uh, they can, uh, what I picked up from you, Dr. Suzanne, is help coordinate who's going to be the worker bees. Hey, can you yes. guys bring us yes. foods? Hey, yeah. you know what? I did research that we could get a massage therapist that's learning in here once a week. Hey, I know you only have this amount of time off from work before you go, but this is what we're going to do to create a better atmosphere for you. We're, I'm going to take the baby with you to work to visit You know, once a week. I don't know. Right. Yes. Right. But just having yeah. those brainstorm sessions, right. pulling it all together, and also dad's, 
partners out there, being aware of what your uh, spouse or your partner has gone through carrying this individual inside of their body and now it is suddenly out of them and there's so much that goes with that. I didn't know, you know, with the postpartum and, and the crying and all those things, I was fortunate we didn't have a lot of that at the house, but I know that that's a real thing that exists and for everyone listening, going through that with your spouse when they're crying, we all know right now that is the worst when your partner's crying and you don't, you can't, mm-hmm. as I just know this as me, as Joe, and I can't help when my when my partner's crying, that is the worst feeling in the world. And sometimes I'm told, just let me cry. Let me get through this and don't try to fix everything. Right. But, but having this conversation right now, uh, I really think can give th- uh, you something to actually do while that possibly is going yeah. on instead mm-hmm. of going, what do I do? You'll be like, hey, I heard about this. Uh, it's actually happening. And I, I'm such a fan of when you come on the show because you're like, you give our listeners um, just to be what to be prepared for. It's not necessarily going to happen, but it gives you an idea. So, yeah. so hopefully when they're out there and they're actually, it's happening, they're like, oh my gosh, I heard about this. Dr. Suzanne, rad parenting. Yeah. And, 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 to, and to avoid having, you know, already sort of natural anxiety about this whole big new thing that you've stepped into by having a child, just g- giving you something to go, okay, this is, this is normal. That doesn't right. make it easier in the sense no. that the stuff is still going to happen, but it makes it easier in terms of your emotional and psychological state because you're not additional in addition to the anxiety or the stress or the sleeplessness also putting energy into beating yourself up and thinking that there's a big problem I also think to your point Joe about you know spending the time as a couple um, before like say in your third trimester um, talking about these things and planning them. What a great bonding opportunity totally and there is Mm -hmm. time to do that I, I whenever I see couples and they're about to have their first kid. I always say, "Hey, man, what, you know, what are you up to?" They're like, we're doing this. We're doing. I go, "Hey, can I tell you right now? Go to sleep. Just go home. Yeah. right now, and just lay down. <laughs> have a you nap know? for the next and three I, months." I always no. I always totally. say. I always say. And I always say this. <laughs> well, of course, when you feel the pregnant, when you can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know. But, right. but what I say to the dad is, I go. You, you, if you, this is going to be one of the last times you're ever going to hear yourself think again. Like, mm-hmm. sit in a room <laughs> quiet and go, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, because those days are gone, you know, unless, you know. Uh, but I really do feel what you're saying, Anaya, is so true. You can use that time to have these conversations to be better prepared for when those conversations can't happen That's anymore. right. When mm-hmm. they when, when it's, it's more difficult time. to have them. Mm-hmm. Okay, time. so let's just, a couple of resources. So yeah, both those books. What are we going to do? Like Happiest Baby on the Block, mm-hmm. uh, DVD, there might be a book. Um, and then you mentioned a book that you thought was uh, really helpful. Yeah, it was really helpful to me. It's by right. Dr. Mark Weisbluth, and it's called... Ooh, happy baby, healthy sleep habits. It and may be healthy Harvey sleep book? habits. Happy happy, baby. No, Harvey Karp's book is The Happiest Baby okay. on the Block. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Love so there's it. a couple of resources and then look into, you know, doulas, look into massage therapy schools mm-hmm. or just mas- masseuses support, that support, I think other maternity, you know, mommy support groups because yeah. not everybody has a family or has people available. What yeah. if you live totally across country or what if you don't have a relationship with any family? That's right. What if you move someplace new? So look into, is there a breastfeeding support group or a working mom support group? Yeah. Just have the support of Lactation other people. The internet is magic exist. in that way. It's maybe yeah. not perfect. It'd be great. I personally think in-person support is really, really key, mm-hmm. getting that energy. But, you know, the internet is magical that way. There's tons of great websites and mom blogs and chat rooms and all that available. So that's also a resource to people. Love awesome. it. Dr. Suzanne, thank you so much for coming in again. Always th- a pleasure to have you in here. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Any questions you have, anything that you guys want us to get to Dr. Suzanne, email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, also follow us on our Facebook page. Go over there 
there. Click that, like that, because we're always posting different uh, guests that are going to be on the show. And I keep always... up with the questions and the exactly. ideas. We keep getting these amazing ideas from our listeners. We yeah. love that. As much as we'd love to give uh, Anae and ourselves, uh, myself the credit for all the topics on the show, that would be a lie. You guys come up with so many of them. <laughs> so keep emailing us, radparenting at gmail.com. Last thing is, keep those iTunes uh, reviews coming. They're amazing. And I read them and I cry. Just going to throw that out there right now. I read them and I cry and I can't believe I'm part of the show. All right. With all of that said, uh, Anea uh, and Dr. Suzanne, when we bail, we always say late on the count three. Oh, okay. You missed okay. that last I, I, time you are on the show. I, no one told me. Yeah. That's it's right. late. We say okay. late. Go, like I'm Joe. sure your son says, hey, mom, going to college late. Does he say it? No. No. Okay. Stop uh, trying to make her cry. This whole show. <laughs> We're going to have another show. After he's there for a month, I want you to come back and be like, it's the best thing that ever happened. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. My name is Joseb. And Anaya Bogue. And Dr. Suzanne. Are you ready? One, two, three. Late. Late.